0: still spring in Indianapolis, so it's a little bit cool, a little bit rainy. But we still come outside and we still rock the Hawaiian shirt wear this week. It's Hawaiian shirt week on Breakfast with Ken, for goodness sake. We're going to talk about the Colts OTAs. Went out to the Colts Complex yesterday, listened to Frank Reich and Ashton Doolin and Julian Blackman, Mo Ali Cox, guys talking about other guys. What have we learned about the Colts through these OTAs? How do we like the staff changes that the Colts have undergone, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I got to tell you the truth, I love them. Love them. I think the defense is going to be much improved, and that has a lot less to do with the personnel than it does with the leadership. Cubs, they won last night, beat the Brewers, and I really like Christopher Morrell. He looks like a guy who's going to be enjoyable to watch. <laughs> Unlike a lot of the rest of the Cubs, who are, let's face it, middle-aged mediocres in Major League Baseball. The NBA Finals, they're going to start tonight. you got the Warriors and the Celtics. I'll give you my pick. I'm taking the underdog in this one. And the Indy 500 ratings down this year precipitously. Not a good sign for the uh, greatest spectacle in racing. There wasn't a lot of buzz about Indy this year, nationally or really locally and that's a shame it was a beautiful day out there and a lot of good racing out at the uh the yard of bricks 16th and georgetown in speedway indiana this is breakfast with kent for thursday june 2nd 2022 brought to you by the great people at johnson's plumbing give them a call they're the best at what they do you got a plumbing problem they got a plumbing solution they married the two together and boom you got functional plumbing again wouldn't that be nice it's not like dentistry dentistry you call the dentist because you got to go every six months to make sure something isn't wrong with plumbing you know something isn't wrong you got to wait till you have a problem to kind of avail yourself of the services of johnson's plumbing but when a problem happens you want to call 765-610-8809 later today about four thirty in the afternoon going to have a call-in show. Download the call-in app. Do that right now. I'll schedule the room. I will post the link in the description of this video. Off we go. Hit the subscribe button. Punch the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Uh, The Indianapolis Colts. OTAs, we learned some things. And and this is really the point of the OTAs is for the team to learn who they got. They're not going to They don't put on pads. There's none of that stuff. There's no real manliness test. It's just a matter of getting used to each other. It's a matter of seeing if it's a fit between Matt Ryan and Molly Cox and Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. And one thing that I'm wondering, after hearing Frank Reich yesterday say that he and Chris Ballard spoke yesterday morning about the possibility of adding another receiver and i got to believe that the name of that receiver is T.Y. Hilton. Is T.Y. Hilton a fit on this team? I think he is because what we have heard about Matt Ryan, hitting guys on time on target, that you better, you better come out of your cut looking for the football and understand it's going to be placed right here. That's an important thing for T.Y. Hilton. You've got to hit him on time and on target. If you put him in a situation, as Carson Wentz did last year, Comes out of his cut, he's there for a beat or two, then the ball is delivered, he's going to get pasted, and at his age, getting pasted is going to cause him to get hurt, and that's not a good thing for T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton doesn't heal like he used to, and so if he misses one game, it's a pretty good bet he's going to miss three, right? You got to get the ball to T.Y. Hilton on time on target, his yak last year was virtually non-existent. You've got to get some yards after the catch with T.Y. Hilton and with every receiver that the, that the Colts utilize. Matt Ryan is going to do that. Mo Ali Cox was, uh, I like, he smiled as he was saying it, and he got loud as he said it. When you come out of your cut, you better have your hands up and you better whip your head around because that ball is going to be right there. That is going to lead the yards after the catch. And that would be a good place for T.Y. Hilton to spend his final year playing professional football. I went from being a big detractor of T.Y. Hilton coming back to the Colts to being a proponent of it yesterday after hearing people talk about what Matt Ryan does and how Matt Ryan functions in this offense and gets the ball out. you got to do that. You saw it with Phillip Rivers the year before. Get the ball out. But this... The ball comes out with a little bit of zip, unlike Philip, who was kind of, you know, he kind of had to decide to throw it a second early to get it where it needed to go and be there on time, which was kind of fun to watch. Very catchable ball. You saw, you saw the catch rate for Moali Cox drop about 25 points last year. That had a lot to do with Carson Wentz and being on time on target or not very on time and not very on target compared to Phillip Rivers the year before. All right, Bernard Ryman, by all accounts, he has fit into the Colts' culture really well. Culture is a huge part of what the Colts do, and they spend a lot of time researching guys, deciding whether they fit the Colts' culture. Ryman is in the weight room. He, he's trying to fit within the fabric of the defensive linemen. People like him. That's a good thing. Uh, as, as far as Alec Pierce, they say he's really smart. He's ingesting the playbook as he should and as he needs to if he's going to contribute as a rookie. That is a good thing. Um, we haven't heard a lot about Jelani Woods. We assume that he's getting there too. Mo Ali Cox talked about him a little bit yesterday. Uh, Jelani Woods is going to be a big part of whatever this offense is. And it's going to be necessary. You know what? He comes from Virginia. He spent a year at Virginia. You don't go to Virginia unless you're kind of, you got it together up here. So being together up here is going to help him get it together on the field. Um, Paris Campbell currently healthy. That's good news. Um, Kenny Moore, not there yesterday. Not happy with his contract. He is frustrated making 6.7 or being scheduled to make 6.75 million this coming season and 7.545 next season. He wants a new deal that may be because of the way he's going to be utilized within the Gus Bradley scheme. That cover three is a little bit different. Kenny Moore, the last two seasons, has been really good. Four interceptions in both those seasons. That kind of number is going to make you a lot of money down the road. If, for some reason, his numbers are going to be reduced, he had over 100 tackles last year also, which is extraordinary for a slot corner. Like, you don't see slot corners with over 100 tackles very often ever. <clears throat> Kenny Moore is a guy whose value in the Matt Eberflu system might trump his value in the Gus Bradley system. And that may be causing him to hold out a little bit and maybe want to play elsewhere or maybe want to get an extension here so he can make his money while being utilized less. Uh, Darius Leonard's ankle is a reason to worry. Like there's some some injuries you don't worry about during the offseason, especially in early June. The way Frank Reich spoke about Darius Leonard yesterday, a little bit worried about Darius Leonard and his ability to compete given what he said after last year about losing his love for the game because he, he basically couldn't function other than on Sundays during games. He had a really, really tough time with that ankle and said he fell out of love with the game. Love of the game is really important to Darius Leonard and the way he plays the game. So hopefully he can get back on track and get the ankle to respond to treatment and, and not require another surgery. I love the changes on the staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Gus Bradley, as a defensive coordinator, we like blitzing, right? Fans love blitzing, and Gus Bradley doesn't blitz. And Gus Bradley's blitz rate, compared to other defensive coordinators, is easily the lowest in the NFL. But what he does do with four guys is apply pressure to the quarterback. That's what Gus Bradley's system is all about. And if you can apply pressure without blitzing, that is a problem for opposing offenses. Uh, Richard Smith coming over as the linebackers coach and Cato June coming over as the assistant linebackers coach. We like familiar faces with the Colts. And so Cato June coming back is great. But Richard Smith, one of the best linebackers coaches in the NFL. Ron Milas as the DB's coach, outstanding I think we're going to see an uptick in the level of play at the DB position and another former Colt as the assistant DB's coach. And uh, I'm really excited about Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell, when he was with the Colts as a player, only for about a half a season, but I would talk to him in the locker room uh, after practice about Quincy Wilson and about other stuff. And he was just wonderful. Like he gets the game, he gets people. He was a coach on the field when he played. He's going to be a terrific contributor to that uh, defensive backs culture with this team as they try to figure out who the safeties are going to be, who the corners are going to be. This is going to be a really interesting year in how they deploy their assets. I mean, at 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 safety, you got four guys who could be starters, right? Rodney McLeod, uh, you got Kari Willis. You've got uh, Julian Blackman, who we talked to yesterday, and who was just kind of inspiring, to be honest, in the way he talked about overcoming challenges represented by injuries. And then you, you've got, um, who'd I spend? Oh, Nick Cross, the third round draft pick out of Maryland, who the Colts traded up to go get because he was still on the board and they love him. Nice. That's a good group of four who's going to play. I don't know who the four or who the two starters are out of that group. You could even play three because some of these guys can eat up a lot of ground and could uh, assume some cornerback responsibilities out of the safety position. Uh, Reggie Wayne is the wide receivers coach, is going to be terrific. I think he was born to do that. He's going to communicate the need to work, which is what he always did as a wide receiver. Uh, John Fox is a de- senior defensive assistant. I think it's going to be phenomenal. What a resource to have in the room for both Frank Reich and Gus Bradley, for a guy who's been there, done that as a head coach at, uh, I mean, you know, Denver, Carolina, the Bears, all over the place, one of the nicest guys in the NFL, going to sit back. He's not trying to get another head coaching gig. He just wanted something to do. Guys who work for a living and have spent their lives working 16 hours a day, they don't like doing nothing. They want to continue to work. Sean Fox wants to continue to work. Good for him. And then Nate Holly, the defensive line coach, Ball State graduate in 2013, was with the Eagles and the Jets. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with Quidipe and Dio Odangbo, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Taquan Lewis. That whole defensive line, I think, has underperformed the last couple of years. Yannick Ngakwe as well. Ngakwe wasn't at uh, OTAs either, but he'll be there at mandatory minicamp. NBA Finals. You got the Warriors, you got the Celtics. A storied franchise in the Celtics, and the Warriors, led by the great, uh, as uh, a head of basketball operations, the great Brad Stevens. And then the Warriors, this is their sixth Finals appearance in the last eight years, so they're kind of that dynastic team you need in an NBA Finals in order to generate kind of widespread interest. I would expect TV ratings to be really, really good with this thing. I'm taking the Celtics. Celtics plus 135. I'm not betting the Warriors. The, the Warriors are minus 155. In a seven-game series, I'm not doing it. Not when they've got injury issues uh, like Gary Payton II. Uh, like Otto Porter Jr., those guys, questionable. Andre Iguodala, questionable. Um, the Celtics look like they're going to start as healthy as they've been in a while. They had played every other day back to, like, early May. They've had a few days off, been able to get their legs back underneath them. I think that the Celtics have a chance to win this series. Um, Cubs won 4-3 last night. Christopher Morrell with a walk-off sack fly in the bottom of the 10th. I like this guy. You know, this is not a very likable team. You watch a guy like Patrick Wisdom can flat stroke. But is he fun to watch? No. Frank Schwindel, fun to watch? No. You know, not a lot of fun-to-watch guys on this team. Uh, Jason Hayward, who's back off the uh, injured list, fun to watch? No. Sorry. Christopher Morell is. And he's raking after his call up from the miners uh, in uh, early May, early to mid May, hitting 283 with a 491 slugging uh, percentage and an 878 OPS. I like Christopher Morell a lot. Uh, Indy 500 ratings down by 929,000 viewers, uh, dropped to 4,618,000 viewers, still more than the Coke six, uh, 600. But less buzz, no indie live TV this year, so that's a problem. And if I was NBC, I'd say, look, you're going to put this thing on. I get that you opened it up to Peacock, but we're going to have that thing on TV in Indianapolis. Because let's face it, the Indy 500 is a local event. It's no longer a global event. It's no longer a national event. The Indianapolis 500 Mile Race is a local event with local interest broadcast at a really high level. But people just don't care at the level that they did, and that's a problem. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on what's going to be a lovely Thursday. It's not yet. Uh, Bonnie Tishner, happy birthday. The great Mark Bianchi, happy birthday. Uh, Jason we- or James Weghorst, happy birthday. Robin Lop Allen, happy birthday. The great Michelle Daly, celebrating a birthday. The great Evan Altman. Good Lord, CubsInsider.com. If you don't go to CubsInsider.com to check out Cubs news, you out of your mind if you're a Cubs fan. Uh, Andy Johnson, happy birthday. And the great Dylan Salisbury celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. You know how you do that? The best way to do that is with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other up. Don't pull each other down. Be good to each other. Do it today. Later today. Uh, About 4 o'clock inside Indiana Sports now, followed immediately by another call-in show. I love doing them. I want to talk to you. We get comments and whatnot, and I love the comments, but I love talking to you too. It's like a live talk radio show. It's fun.